0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to One Controller Poor Podcast, episode ninety-four. I'm Benjamin Yoder here today to talk to you about video games. This is this is we're gonna jump right into a a a topic that we left off with last week. This is a sequel podcast, episode ninety-three, part two. Kind of, we're just we're just gonna talk about. A follow-up on something um so last week i talked a lot about like soft modding systems and things like that and so um uh this week i (laughs) i made a decision um so basically when i was listening to uh the giant bomb cast uh you know giant bomb is a video game website with a lot of old uh game game spot people there um somebody wrote in actually last week and was talking about uh wii u soft modification and i was just like hmm so, um, uh, he was basically, you know, t- talking about keeping the integrity of his system and things like that. And a big part of, you know, why I was a little worried about soft modding my U we use, cause I'm still using the online services and I still like to buy games officially and stuff like that. I mean, I'm, and most I mean I am pretty much 100 buying games officially for the most part or if if I need to use another ROM I, I'm not I don't have a problem with that as long as I've purchased the game otherwise uh, legitimately but um but on there um, Jeff Gertzman who's, who's kind of the founder of the whole thing uh, mentioned hey why don't you just get another Wii U to do the soft modification stuff to the uh, to the guy who wrote in and I was like yeah I wonder how much that is. And I looked it up and we use just the consoles are are not that expensive. They're they're like between 40 and, and 70 bucks. So so I got one for about $55. Um it looks like it's in pretty good condition. It's always hard to tell with you know buying online but, I mean, there were definitely some that were in very nasty conditions. But um, I, uh, I contacted the seller of one to make sure that the pictures were the ones that he was selling. And he said they were. Um, and as far as I can tell, the pictures, they look fine. So, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, it's actually, the person's actually local here, too. So, maybe i will arrive early next week. Um, so, I did that. It was like $55, uh, $60. And then, like, eBay was just like, oh, we have a coupon for you. And I'm like, sure, I don't know why you have a coupon that you're advertising to me while I'm checking out. But, sure. So I put in their coupon code thing there and got $5 off and it was free shipping. So $55, I think is a, is a, a pretty good, um, um, uh, alternative, uh, because, you know, I was, I was talking about, you know, getting a 3ds capture card and, you know, that, that, you know, once you, Model, or factor in both the 3DS, you know, the service of getting it modified and also the capture card itself. You're looking at like $400 or so. So $50 I think is a pretty good alternate solution. Obviously, you know, it's not running on native hardware, which is a kind of a problem, but since the 3DS capture cards don't seem to be readily available at this time, at least as far as I can tell. Again, I'm really not always greatest at searching for some stuff um after i figured out how to actually look up what the wii u ds um uh play so the whole point of this if you didn't listen last week was that i want to play ds games on uh on uh in a way i can capture them and the wii u can emulate ds games to some extent when you soft mod it so so um uh i did look up some i did was able to find some footage and it it looks mostly fine i mean as far as i can tell it's a game by game basis how how well it turns out and if i'm using it for more like streaming stuff or or not so official like like if i if i were making a actual full review of something i might feel a little uncomfortable using that emulator um but but at least in terms of um you know, streaming something or doing a quick play stream, even, I, I think I would feel comfortable doing that and just, you know, noting at the beginning that, hey, this is being ran via alternative means and 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 the quality of the footage down to the frame rate, um, it, you know, whether it's better or worse, um, um, would not necessarily represent the final game. So so we'll see. I'll, I, I'm looking forward to trying that out. I, I think, you know, Phantasy Star Zero is always my go-to game for DS... Um, in terms of testing stuff, I love Phantasy Star Zero. Uh, it's a shame I can't get like my save data on there cause, cause, you know, starting over in Phantasy Star games is always, uh, always, uh, a troublesome, a troublesome task. But, uh, but yeah, I'll start with that and then, uh, and then maybe do Tales of the Tempest, which I hear is pretty bad, but I, I already have a patched ROM for that, that I got for a R4 cart back when I was doing Love Plus. Um, so maybe that and Love Plus Plus make it fairly easy. Um, um, and, and, and try those few games out and see how it goes. There is a list online of, um, games that people have tested. Um, but it's kind of hit and miss. Some of them are, um, some of them are, um, you know, completely non-functional. Other ones are in different states of being unplayable, things like that. Um, and one other interesting thing, and I, I may have mentioned this last week is that you can actually boost the, the rendering resolution of the, of DS games on Wii U, uh in the in the soft modded version not the Wii U virtual console. Um so you can you can do do that and that's kind of interesting. Again, I wouldn't want to do that for an actual content, but for something that's more casual, it might not be a terrible thing to do just to make it look a little cleaner. Um, uh, But yeah, um and speaking of, you know, starting Fantasy Star over again, it might be a Fantasy Star filled month or so. In the near in the near future, um a couple things happened. Uh one um in the in my last stream during the Zelda stream, I was talking about it uh with, with uh my friend, but um basically he got me to install I think it's Ephina? or something like that the uh private server for fantasy star online blueburst so part of the reason why i never really spent a lot of time on fantasy star online blueburst which is basically like a a pc re-release of fantasy star online um um you know there's the dreamcast version and there's multiple ports to gamecube and xbox i mainly played the gamecube version of fantasy X- uh, star online but i have put some time into the xbox version as well um which if you didn't know xbox the xbox version of fantasy star online can still be played offline as long as you have a gamer tag. So if you ever heard that it's not playable anymore, that's not true. You just have to have a gamer tag uh, on your system. And once you have a gamer tag, you can create a a character, a lot of characters actually. under. I think it's like, I forget how many it, I think it's 16 characters on a single Xbox hard drive, maybe. Maybe even more than that. I don't remember for sure. Anyways, um, so, so Blue Burst is a re-release that um, included episode one, episode two, and an added new content, episode four. And I've always wanted to check out that episode four content, but I was playing on the, I don't know if this is pronounced properly, so it's going to sound like I'm cursing, but I've cursed on this podcast before, so whatever. But uh, uh, the Shit Hack servers, um, they they were one of the earlier Fancy Star Online uh, private servers, uh, I think even when when the actual official servers were online for Fancy Star Online, they were up and running for for private servers on on that. Um, so I used to play on on their servers, and what I always found with Blue Burst is I'd come back and my server data or my character data would get wiped because all the character data was stored server side versus client side to help prevent hacking and things like that. Because if, you're, if you played Fancy Star Online back in the day, you know like hacking was. All over the place in that, in that, um, in those games, because a lot of the data and stuff was running client side. So, so they couldn't really validate a lot of information about what you're doing with your character. Um, and so this, this new server, it seems like it's, it's a bit more stable, um, in terms of the character data, as far as, um, you know, talking to some friends about it, they were saying, and then also it looks like you can back up your data so you can export your data from the server and hold on to it. Um, if you want to, you know, have another copy just in case, which is, which is really cool. So, so I'm actually kind of interested because, um, because I've never played, I've never played episode four content and, you know, I'm not a big fancy star online like the, f- the first Fancy star online i'm not a huge fan of that game anymore there's definitely things i like about it um but i wouldn't say it's um my my game of choice when it comes to Fancy star fantasy star zero is definitely one and then fantasy star portable 2 is uh is definitely one as well um um so i started putting time into that and i started playing with a couple friends this is this, this good fun i mean it's always it's always fun to play games with friends um um, yeah, it just takes time to get started again like i I feel like the first 20 levels of fancy star online I have a hard time really getting too invested in because it's just so slow going especially if you play a force like forces in particular are just like ah, so my friend gave me uh ten thousand meseta and and he's been power leveling me a bit to try to get me to where I want to be in terms of uh uh playing episode four content so so we'll see I'm like level 10 right now so not very far at all but uh I'm hoping that we we keep playing um and then in in other fantasy star news and this is also a big part of what I've been trying to figure out this weekend um um I was also talking to a couple of friends about fantasy star portable and apparently and so I didn't know this so so there's this the this, this software on PlayStation 3 called Ad Hoc Party, and it basically lets you play uh, local wireless PSP games online. And I was definitely aware of the service, but I didn't really realize how all-encompassing it was. I thought it was limited to a very specific set of titles, but what I'm learning is that apparently it just kind of works with most PSP games. So you can play most PSP games that have a local wireless online with people. So um, I, I found a list from like 2008 that said Story. Star portable one was playable i was like oh cool um i have a friend that that hasn't played fancy star portable one and so maybe maybe we could sit down and and, and play it and then i was trying to set it up and test it with another friend who is also kind of interested in playing some fancy star portable and um and uh he was like well you can play fancy star portable 2, you know and i'm like oh wow fancy star portable two is a much better game Fantasy Star portable or, not really a much better game, but there's there's a lot of nice quality of life changes between Fantasy Star Portable 1 and Fantasy Star Portable 2, um, and there's more content and things like that. Um, so, so, we sat down and tried that out, and we didn't have a lot of luck, but we're going to try a few different things. Apparently... I was reading online the Japanese version of ad hoc party seems to be more stable for some reason which is weird because I would think that you know the servers being in Japan would cause more problems but we'll see we haven't sat down and tested it really yet but um but yeah I was like oh let's let's try this um and so so I've been putting a little time into trying to figure that out we haven't had a successful play session yet but uh we're gonna try again with the Japanese ad hoc party um. Um. Uh, and I was also trying to figure out like information about regarding Vita games because I saw there were some Vita games that supported it, uh, like God Eater Two and Tokiden and and some other stuff. So I was like, well, do do a lot of Vita games support this or or, or no? Because Fantasy Star Nova is con- continuing down the Fantasy Star path. Uh, Fancy Star Nova is also another game I'd love to play, um, at some point, you know, I I don't mind playing it single player if I ever do, but, um, but, uh, online is always, you know, a a nice experience to have with those types of games. I played most of Fancy Star Universe and Fancy Star Portable by myself. So, so I'm definitely, and Fancy Star Zero as well. So I'm definitely okay playing those games alone. Although the, the grind, I, I, I would say I'm, I'm less willing to dedicate as much time to just like grinding those games out as much as I love just, just, playing those games um um so i was looking into that but apparently it's only very specific vita games there's like four or five games that you can do it with um and i and i loaded up the japanese uh, version of ad hoc party on ps3 and kind of verified that there's like different tabs for vita games rather than just like a big ball like the psp section is just kind of like this big section you can just go into or the P- the vita games are like very specific sections you go to for very specific games so so yeah, I have been having a Fantasy Star um, um week and weekend, uh, and so hopefully I don't burn out. <laughs> um, you know, the nice thing about Fantasy Star Online versus Fantasy Star Portable 2 is they're very very different games. Um, um, you know, they are grindy in some ways, but but you know I I, I I'm. I'm looking forward to doing episode four content and, you know, I'm, I'm probably not going to ever go super far into blue burst. You know, I've, I've, I've put my time into fancy star, uh, online. I think I'm like level 140 on GameCube with my FOMAR. Uh, and then my humor is like level 110 or something like that. Um, so, you know, I've, I've, I've invested the time I need to, and I don't really want to grind another character up way high. So if I ever want to do that, I might just, you know, do a, like in a, on the private service, you can do sandbox mode where you can basically just give yourself levels and just give myself the levels to be at like level 100 and be like, all right, let's start from here. <laughs> cause, cause yeah, the grind from the grind from, yeah, low level grind in Fantasy star online is, is definitely not my favorite thing. Um, I do think there's some nice things about, you know, uh, you know, using the different weapons because at some point in Fantasy Star online, there's very specific weapons you want to use over others, uh, usually the multi-hit weapons. And I think it gets kind of stale in that regard doing that, but, but yeah, ad hoc parties are really cool thing. Um, you know, for, for, uh, you know, the PSP game or the game servers for PSP games are, are down now. I don't know if any that are actually still live, if any. I don't know if it's like a, a Call of Duty Wii situation where there might be some PSP game servers still running at like EA or something where very specific games are still working or not. Um, um, but it's, it's a great alternative when, you know, the the actual servers go down for, or went down for PSP stuff. Uh, you know, then the, the but the, the next milestone is, is when the PS3 game servers go down, I'm sure ad hoc party will go down with it. And at that point, you know, we'll, probably be you know out of luck but maybe maybe someday somebody will uh will you know take ad hoc party and and modify it in a way that can be ran uh you know through a soft modded ps3 or something like that but uh hopefully that day doesn't come soon that we have to do that you know the the ps3 and 360 are getting old but thankfully they're still online we'll see how it goes though um, you know, we're coming around to the PS4 generation, PS4 and Xbox One generation ending. So hopefully, uh, hopefully those things are still going. Uh, speaking of games that are going offline though, uh, Lost Reavers, which I talked about fairly recently on this podcast is shutting down. I think it's, uh, uh, March 30th. I could be wrong about that. Or May 30th. I'll have to double check the date, but it's shutting down here in the next couple months. Um, yeah, I mean, I talked about it on the podcast a little while ago, and that, that game is super grindy. If you don't know, it's like a Bandai Namco, uh, kind of like hack and slash game. It's it's kind of like Fantasy Star, actually. So we're, I guess we're going to keep talking about these multiplayer hack and slash games this week. <laughs> Um um but yeah it's a uh, it's it's not bad. You basically have like four different characters you can select and each has different sets of guns and and swords you can use. But the but the grind to level up and the grind to get equipment and the grind to access new levels is just so so steep. Um admittedly it's a free to play game so it's kind of expected but um but yeah, it, it's not great. It's not a great game. But as you level up, it definitely gets more involving in terms of the combo system and things like that. I was playing the, uh, I forget her name. Is it Sayuri? It's like the the schoolgirl um, lady. She doesn't she doesn't look very young. She doesn't look like a, a schoolgirl very much. Um But I was playing her and, and and had some neat combos and things like that. And I, I really enjoyed that game. It just was it just at some point uh, the friend I was playing with, we were looking at the EXP grind to get to the next set of levels, and we're like, we're gonna have to play like twenty hours of this probably before we get another level, or like another set of environments to play in or not I even mean environments like different harder difficulties of those environments even and I was just like I I, I would love to do this but I uh, <laughs> I don't know if I can put up with, with so much grinding of the exact same levels over and over again and I really don't know how much uh, you know paying money in that actually that, or actually you know mattered I, I, I really didn't fully understand how the uh, upgrade system for weapons and stuff worked in that game and buying weapons it definitely seemed like you could buy these like little research chips and stuff that basically would give exp towards earning certain weapons um um but the exp seemed to be random per chip you used so so it seemed kind of random of like exactly what what a a set amount of money would per would uh purchase for you since you're basically doing random rolls on on the amount of exp you gained to getting towards towards a a new weapon um and then even like getting the drops from the the, the from the missions there were some some randomization elements where it's like, oh, you have to beat this mission in this format, but the form- you can't choose the format of the mission. So it's like each mission has like four routes and it randomly puts you on those routes. And then depending on which route you finished, you get a different reward, but you need all four rewards to get the actual item you want from it and it, it, it's just you know i i don't really recommend going going to it now especially like as it's shutting down but um but i am sad to see it go anytime anytime an online game goes away i'm uh a little disappointed because i i always want i love going back to games and, and checking them out years and years later so seeing lost Rivers go offline game that's only playable online as far as i can tell um it's sad to see it go so so i looked at the date I, uh earlier i looked at the date i don't remember if it's march or may but uh it's it's on the 30th and it lands on a thursday so so maybe if the servers are still up on a on the thursday it goes offline maybe for the um the stream that night we'll just play a bunch of lost Reverse as a uh, celebratory end to that game Uh, I, I don't, they didn't give a time of when the server is going to go down. So I don't know if it's going to be earlier in the day or later in the night or something like that. Maybe it'll go down at midnight Eastern midnight Pacific who can say, uh, but we'll spend some time with it. Uh, if the servers are still up on that day that it goes offline, I'll set like a calendar reminder to remind me to remind me to do that. Um, yeah. Otherwise, uh, I've also just been playing some uh, Castlevania 64 again. (laughs) I uh, I think I mentioned this before, but uh, you know I'm I'm planning on doing Castlevania 64 video, which is going to be pretty tough because unlike the Mighty Number Nine video, which came out recently, Mighty Number Nine has a very like there are very specific good things that Mighty Number Nine does, and then very specific bad things that Mighty Number Nine does. Where Castlevania 64 is kind of like a hodgepodge of stuff, like like it does certain things very well, but then it does like in in doing those things very well it kind of messes a lot of other stuff up and then there's like things that are like oh it's impressive that this game is doing this or at least trying to do this uh even if it fails to do so so it's gonna be a hard video to do because there's a lot of caveats to castlevania 64 i think it's a good game overall um um but there's just a lot of issues to kind of wade through and i always want to you know i want to be you know upfront with my videos and not say just like oh i love Castlevania 64 and then not sit there and be like but this game has doesn't have her <laughs> and not sit there and tell you about all the problems the game has because because uh, that's important that you that if I if I explain what this game is, I need to tell you why this game has these problems and 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 if there's a redeeming factor to those problems I want to I want to specify that. But so um but I don't have any Castlevania 64 footage weirdly enough despite, you know, playing that game multiple times the last 10 years or so. Um, so, and, you know, I got my Framemeister last year, so, so it was a good time, and I and I got new S-Video cables for Nintendo 64, so it was a good time to go ahead and just sit down, get a refresher of the game. Uh, I beat both Reinhardt and Carrie Fernandez, the two playable characters, beat both their stories. I got the bad ending for Carrie Fernandez for the first time ever, which it's, it's actually harder for me to get the bad ending than the good ending these days. Um, I had to sit there and purposely like force myself into the bad ending. It took me like 30 minutes to to get it there, but we got there. Um, and there's like a couple extra boss fights. Um, well, one of the extra boss fights is actually a, a kind of like a, I don't know if you call it a side quest. It's, it's really a punishment for spending money in a, in the store, too much money in the store, but you know, eh, whatever. Um, but basically, I, I I had to play two boss fights I'd never played before, and then also got to see an ending I never did before. And then I was sitting there thinking, when I did the Reinhardt Schneider, Schneider story, I didn't get the bad ending for, ending for that. I should have went ahead and done that. So I don't know. Maybe we'll um maybe we'll stream some Castlevania 64 at some point, and I'll I'll get to the end of the game so I can I can capture the uh the uh the ending to to the bad ending to that game um you know I I love Castlevania 64 I've played it way too many times the last 10 years and I still really love playing it it's it's probably one of my favorite games of all time alongside like Skies of Arcadia um you know I I used to put Resident Evil 4 up there but I I question my my feelings on Resident Evil 4 these days just because it's been so long since I've played it I wonder if I could sit down and still enjoy Resident Evil 4 as much as I did back then maybe maybe someday maybe one day um Um, so, yeah, so, just been working on that. And then, um, in, in doing so, I was thinking about, uh, or, or, I was talking to my friend because he, he kind of asked about my thoughts on, um, the, the future of the Castlevania series with Konami. And, uh, you know, you know, Konami, it's kind of hard to say where Konami's going at the moment because, you know, they did that Bomberman R release for switch and they put out an interview a while back ago and that happened. And they were like, Hey, we're, we're interested in, in, doing more, more games for these, um, for these our classic IPs. I think specifically by name, they mentioned Castlevania. Um, and so, so I'm really curious to see if, if Konami will ever do anything else with Castlevania beyond re-releasing stuff. They did that something of the night and, uh, Rondo of blood re-release on PS4 last year. Was that this year? I think it was last year, um, as well. Um, and, and, you know, I don't really, I don't really know what crime is going to do at this point with Castlevania or anything like that, but, but they, they are doing something right now. Um, if, if, if you probably remember about a year or so ago, they announced they're doing Grimoire Souls for the, uh, for mobile, mobile phones. And that game actually looks really cool. I probably talked about it on this show. Um, Uh, you know it's a mobile game you have to have your expectations in check for that um um, but it's like a, like a neat little like battle arena kind of thing where you can select different Castlevania characters and then go through a series of, of combat encounters. It reminds me a lot of Portrait of Ruins uh, multiplayer mode where you went through like five rooms and unfortunately in Portrait of Ruin, the five rooms are the same every time. So obviously this game has like different stuff in there. Um, and, and the game just looks, looks more unique compared to like uh, the Harmony of Despair game which kind of was pulling in assets from other games and trying to kind of replicate the Castlevania, Metroidvania style in a, in a way that I think it kind of failed to do so. But but I probably need to spend more time with, with Harmony of Despair before I ever completely write it off. Um, but yeah, so Grimoire Soul is a neat looking game. Um, and so I was thinking, because I was looking on their website and they hadn't really um, updated anything since they ran the beta in May of last year, um, which I did not- notice uh, in, the, in the beta notes they put out, they actually pr- posted some of the feedback that they gotten. And it was a lot of like um, uh, uh, people complaining about the controls. So hopefully they've they've cleaned that up. But uh, I was having a hard time finding information about it. But my friend uh, Tim actually sent me over a um, a, uh, UR or a, a th- URL. Sent me over a URL, um, an article. I think his name is ZungeX or something like that. He's a he's a, uh, a analyst who who uh, basically specializes in I think it's like the South a- Asia market is it the south asian market i don't remember for sure i'll post the link to the actual post in the in the, dis- in the description for uh, this, this episode but they uh in january they um they posted some financials and actually in those financials said that the uh grimoire of souls actually is going to be world a worldwide release which i think might be the first time we've heard that so so i'm actually very excited to see that i, I mean i would obviously love for that to come to a platform that has actual gamepad controls um, I, I really haven't played a lot of mobile games that uses virtual buttons. So, so the idea of playing an action 2d, you know, beat 'em up kind of thing, uh, with, with a touchscreen is not super appealing to me, but, um, but I thought that was, that's, that's pretty exciting. I know a lot of people are going to, you know, poo poo that game because it's a mobile Castlevania game and you know, that's fine. I get it. Um, but you know, I, I want to look at that game for what it is and, and the platform it's on and, and, and spend some time with it. I, I, I'm actually pretty excited for it. I think it has a nice look, you know, it doesn't look, it doesn't have like, it's not like super high budget, but it's got a nice clean look too. It. It's not really cell shaded, but it's got kind of like a simple, simple character models with simple coloring in a way that I think, uh, works, works very well. Um, but yeah, apparently they haven't really put much out about the game since the beta. So hopefully we'll see some stuff soon um i'm kind of crossing my fingers it comes to like pc or or something i know that's always like a a a way i cross i always cross my fingers for mobile games to come to a platform with a controller especially if it's something like that where it's like an actual game that would benefit from a controller rather than just like something i that you know is built around a touchscreen but um but yeah i'm really crossing my fingers it does come to something that i can use a gamepad for or something that that, that would be nice um and then, kind of in in an extra uh, related news, there's also like a Bloodstain trailer that got put out that showed kind of updated graphics. Bloodstain, um, you know, <laughs> I I think visually it looks fine. Even the updated graphics they they posted, and I'll again I'll put the trailer for this in the the description. Even the the, the updated graphics they posted, I think look okay at best. It uh, definitely looks better than it used to, but there's something about that game that just reminds me of like a, like a DL site game or like a, a Japanese doujin game. It doesn't look like a Japanese doujin game entirely, but it reminds me of one for some reason. I think it has a lot to do with the lighting and the shading of the, uh, the textures and things like that. And I think the I think the visual overhaul I did definitely helps it. So maybe, maybe it doesn't look like that anymore, but I've seen, I'm so used to seeing Bloodstained look like this weird DL site looking thing that I'm just like, yeah, it still looks like that. <laughs> but but yeah that's coming out soon that and and Shenmue supposedly are coming out I think summer this year so I'm looking forward to to checking those out I I I am I'm not gonna sit there and say that you know I'm super excited for them because I I really need to see more of bloodstained and I really haven't seen anything for Shenmue I don't really have a great uh belief that Shenmue 3 will be a good game but but I'm excited to look at it (laughs) (laughs) at the very least and you know continue the saga after all these years so yeah i had a lot to talk about this week um um so i guess that's gonna be it thanks for coming um as i mentioned uh last week uh the the mighty number nine video went up so if you watched it and and liked it thank you very much i'm i'm very surprised about the uh the uh, positive feedback I got about that video, I was a little um, concerned uh, doing that video because you know Mighty Number no. Nine is a, I think a, a topic that nobody really wants to say is a good game or something like that. So, so you know, I don't, I don't, and and I always say this about games where I'm trying to like you know present an opinion that that doesn't necessarily line up with you know the, the mainstream opinion is that I don't need you to you to change your opinion on mighty number nine you could you could definitely dislike Mighty number nine as is but but i really hope you see the the perspective and the reasoning behind why i think that game is is really cool and so hopefully you know if you if you ever do come across someone else who's like hey i like mighty number nine um you there's a there's a foundation and an understanding of of you know why why um someone might like it you know i i i think I think I just want to, I want to portray, you know, it as a an illogical, an logical you know, thought, something like that. So I, I don't know if that makes a lot of sense, but if, you know, I try my best to explain why I like something and try my best to, you know, point out the things that I think are are the reason why people don't like it and things like that, and and try to be as balanced as possible, even though I I am sitting there pretty much like endorsing Mighty Number no. Nine, and be like, hey, this is a, this is a great game. Um, as I said in the video, Indie Creates paid for my dinner in like 2016. So if you want to not believe me because they spent like ten dollars on a Red Robin burger for me, that's fine. <laughs> um, um, so yeah, that, that that's up. I I I want to do like I'm always gonna sit here and say I want to do more, but um, you know, I'm thinking about just trying to trying to do some shorter articles or something like if, even if I could just like post one in between each video, you know, I I don't want my article feed to be completely dead. Um, so we'll see. I'm, I'm looking at a lot of things and, you know, I want to do a lot. I keep thinking about doing final fantasy 11 data mining stuff, but it's just time. And I have to make sure I take care of myself too, and not let myself kill myself while I'm doing this stuff. So, so yeah, that's it. Uh, thanks again for coming. Onecontrollerport.com is the website. The next video is gonna go up at the the uh, last Tuesday of March. It's gonna be for Shaman King Master of Spirits, which if you're a Castlevania fan, I, I highly recommend you checking it out. Um, um it does some really interesting things with the uh, with the Castlevania uh design it's 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 kind of built on area sorrow's engine so some some neat stuff i've basically finished editing the video so i just gotta uh kind of clean it up and then and then it'll be ready for for the end of the month and then i i'm gonna start on gun the gun gauge video i'm also working on the castlevania 64 script as i mentioned earlier that script is currently a, a nightmare mess so we'll see what happens hopefully it'll be ready for i think may would be the time frame for castlevania so so yeah thanks for coming and i hope you have a great week Bye.